Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Res Review, your monthly audio magazine for all things Liverpool Football Club here on Anfield Index with myself, Andy Wales, and of course my co-host, the one and only Mr. Guy Drinkle. And this show is brought to you in partnership with LibertyShield.com, the perfect VPN comparison for all, companion even, for all your football viewing where you can get 25% off everything using the coupon code AIVPN. Now, Liberty Shield do have free apps for iOS, Android, Amazon Fire, TV Stick, Mac, and Windows. So uh, there we go. That's all the stuff done uh, to keep Eddie happy. <laughs> Guy, <laughs> we've, done, we've done our bit. We've done our bit for AI and the King. So there you go, Your Majesty. Absolutely. Let's kick things off. Okay, this is February's edition, so we've got all of January's stuff to look back on. Another amazing month. And because we're a little later than usual, we are actually including in this the first game of February. But to start things off, Guy, um, Sky Sports News have wheeled everybody else out to say it. Uh, every gammon that could lay their hands on. So I might as well ask you it. <laughs> oh, calling, calling me gammon now. <laughs> Oh, sorry, that was not I, by Well, I am, I am from North East. <laughs> that was, that, we do get tired with that brush. Um, are Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp disrespecting the dear old FA Cup? Um, at first, I was thinking, yeah, maybe he has gone a bit too far. But as it's kind of got closer and <clears throat> people have explained it better than I could probably initially think about it. it it just makes all the sense really to, to pretty much screw it off i mean the scheduling's a problem um because obviously the prem the premier league fa whoever the hell runs the league cup or whatever it, they're just obviously not in not in um communication with each other really and that's become abundantly clear i mean we saw our problems with the league cup um quarterfinal earlier on in the season same thing there um but this is just a problem. I mean, you can't have one organisation telling you, oh, treat this as a break. This is a two or a week and a half break or two week break. Don't don't even do friendlies and stuff like that. And then there's another one saying, oh, you've got a game now. It's like, what? 
you, you, I don't think you can do that. And I mean, I'm sure it'd be great if we had people coming back from injury, like say Nabi played, Lalana played, Shakira. I don't know if Shakira's fit, but I'm just using them as an example. Um, if they all played, but they were said this is a holiday. You can't just change it at what? When did we play Shrewsbury? week and a half ago? Um, Something like that. I mean, I, yeah. I should obviously, we should point out, as we record this, this is the, the day of the Shrewsbury mm-hmm. game. So by the time this is out or when you're listening to this, it might have already taken place. So, you know, we, we obviously we're un, unaware of the result because it could well be the, the kids have you know, do the job. Mm. So, you know, two fingers up to them all anyway. But, yeah, th- this whole sort of full outrage and nostalgia bollocks over the jolly old FA Cup. It's a dead uh, cup. It's yeah, it's look, yeah, it is a bit of a dead duck. The FA themselves have disrespected it by, you know, changing the kickoff times, putting scheduling it when there's Premier League matches, the final itself, you know, you think quarter past five kickoff on the final when the two teams remember that a few years ago? Mm. Man City v Wigan, when uh, all the fans uh, would have no chance of actually getting back back home by, uh, oh, by a train, yeah, you know yeah, things yeah. like that. It's like you know, a rather than point fingers, it's you know, the, it's down to the FA themselves. That's why this competition is seen as um, it's become a second rate competition over the years, and the FA are all uh, a part of that as well. And, and like you said, though, that this whole ridiculous thing between the FA, the Football League and the Premier League, how they can't work together. I mean, why why on earth is the this winter break thing in the Premier League not like all clubs at the same time anyway? It's just, mm. the whole thing just seems to be a bit of a half-hearted mess. Oh, God, I absolutely. I mean, the winter break in February. <laughs> um, yeah. The spring break, or sneering spring break. God, it, it's just stupid. And the way they've done it as well. The fact that it's like staggered, so half the teams have it one week and then the other half have it another week. It's just it's just stupid. Like yeah. we've got a World Cup in December in two year in two years, isn't it? And we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get used to that. And that's gonna change it again. So then we're gonna have to change our winter break again. It's just what why like I know we have well, we'll talk about traditions of the FA Cup, we bugger them off. But in terms of winter football and stuff, we've got Boxing Day and New Year's and stuff like We can still do that. Just don't have the game in the middle. Because <laughs> that, that's the one that causes the problems rather than uh, Boxing Day and, and New Year's Day. The one in the middle is just kind of pointless and always falls on a random-ass day. Then you can, after that, January can go back to kind of normal schedule. Or you can have a week break there for everyone or a two week break there for everyone. And then we can find gaps later on because I'm sure later in the season, it goes back to one a week, doesn't it? Maybe tougher for the champions league teams, but it needs must, I suppose, but you can easily fill in the odd extra double game week, um, further down in the season. Cause there'll just be gaps there. It's yeah. just stupid. And by this stage, you might as well just scrap off the second domestic cup competition because, you know, yeah. the, the way that the top teams deal with it, it serves it little purpose now. It really does. So anyway, that's all for another day. So look, Guy, <clears throat> Liverpool Football Club riding high, um, just unbelievable. It really is mind-blowing. I mean, here we are at like the beginning of February with 22 points clear at the top of the Premier League. We are... Let's let's 
let's be frank about this, we are coasting and strolling our way to our first league title in 30 years. It's just, it, it's, this is insane times. It, it, it really is. I mean, it's so strange. Like, I know it's the fact that we've been dominant all this season. Like, now I'm just like, yeah, yeah, we're good. <laughs> Whereas, like, at the start, I was like, oh, my God, we are. We are bloody amazing. And now, now we're in February and still just winning week after week. I mean, if we don't win by two goals, it's like, that was shit. We for shit. <laughs> this is, I mean, this, this is the thing. We're actually in the midst of a FIFA season. Mm. This is this is when you play a season on FIFA on, on a difficulty setting that's probably one below where you should be. And the only mm. game that you've, you've uh, dropped points is where you've simmed it. Oh God, it's, I yeah. It, 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 it's just madness, and what probably makes it even more mad is that we haven't really been at our best very often. No, like not no, even no. you know, like not blow away games. We've we've been really good for maybe thirty, forty, sixty minutes in some games, mm. but but a lot of the time we've just kind of done as much as we need to do like yeah. we've barely got out a second yeah. sometime you know maybe wait, sometimes wait, third gear yeah you think you think wow. of the best performances don't you say leicester man city straight away then the rest you're just like mm. <laughs> i'm not sure about them ones but it, it, the, the highs like stand out so clearly because there's not been there's not been many perfect performances as there as you say no it, i mean it, it is it is mad. It really is. I, I'm, I mean, I've been a fan for over 35 years and th- this is, well, I suppose I just got used to what, uh, what's happened over the, the past um, couple of decades, two, three decades that, yeah, th- this is, this is insane. It really, really is. It's fantastic. Um, but anyway, let's get on with, let's get on with January. Um, all the way back to the 2nd of January, and you know we're talking about doing enough and regulation and everything like that. Um, beating Sheffield United two 0 at home, and this was the game where Chris Wilder said, it basically admitted afterwards they just couldn't lay a glove on us. Mm. Yeah, I mean we we were talking before um, we started recording, weren't we? And you said you completely forgot about this game, and I think that's because it was just an ultra prof- uh, professional performance really because i think wilder summed it up perfectly we we were just showing that i mean they're like sixth or seventh in the league and he said they couldn't lay a, gla- a glove on us that shows the tiers in this league now like there's us probably man city in their own tier i know they're slipping up a bit but there's them and then leicester then you put chelsea and the rest probably in another tier and we, they they were just levels behind us in that game, and to be fair, they give us a tougher game at um, their place. But anyway, um, but yeah, this was ultra professional. I mean, the very early goal, I think one of their players slipped, if I remember correctly, and I think Robertson crossed it to Salah pretty much for a tap in. Um, and then after that, it was just professional. I mean, we didn't need to go out and score two, three, four more goals um because we didn't re- i don't think we scored for another 60 minutes or so uh, yeah 64 minutes we scored um and it, even at 1-0 it was never it was never a perilous score but just adding that extra goal and if i remember correctly it was a proper saucy pass by Salah um for, for man is um yeah but yeah it was it was 
just extra professional. And um, we've seen that a few times, especially in this month. I'm sure the West Ham game is probably the same. But yeah, it's um, it was just a really good performance against the probably the apart from us maybe and, and the way we're winning the league, the biggest surprise of the, of, uh, the Premier League season in Sheffield. Uh, up next, we had the nomination for best supporting role in a comedy performance <laughs> um, from the Ev, who, who, let's be fair, should probably win that every year. Um, they they really do give us tremendous entertainment. You've you've got to love them. Um, they are brilliant, brilliant sports. Um, always willing to, um, you know, do a bit of slapstick comedy on our for our benefit. Uh, what what did you think going into this FA Cup third round game against Everton, where you know the rumours about the how it was, the team was going to be much changed, and then you see the team, do you think, oh, we could be in for it here because Everton played pretty much a full strength team, and you know all the talk was how Everton were finally going to beat Liverpool at Anfield after I don't know what was it about seventy years since the last one there, mm. wherever. Um, were you a tad concerned going into this? Um, well, before the team news came out, I thought we'd play a slightly stronger team, <laughs> to be honest, because uh, uh, I think we had a bit of a gap after this, just looking at the day. Yeah, we had like six days after this. Um, but no, I think, if I remember correctly, I think there was more a concern by the local fans, because obviously the Anfield record, you want the bragging rights and stuff uh, with people around you. I mean, it obviously worked out perfectly, but beforehand, uh, when you're seeing such a, a, a young mixed team, um, it, it, it's a bit of a concern. I think, obviously, Adrian uh, was pretty much man of the match. And, yeah, I mean, it wasn't the youngest team, but it was very much mixed, wasn't it? We had, I think we only had two fit setup hacks at the time. Yeah, we we brought back Phillips from Lord just to play this game, didn't we? And sent him back straight away. Oh, that tickles me. But no, I think it was it was it's more of a mixed team than I remember and obviously Milner goes off injured. That didn't help. But yeah, I mean again it's the FA Cup, isn't it? I don't really care. I mean if it was Everton if it was anyone other than Everton or United, I wouldn't really I wouldn't really give a toss either way. But because it's Everton you want to keep the record over him at Anfield. Um, and to be honest, the way we did it, it makes it even better. Like you say, comedy support. I mean, the only... I didn't think we could top Pickford being a Doyle last year. Oh, was it last year? Yeah, whatever it was. Um, and, and somehow we did. Somehow we did. The kids beating their first choice 11. Just got Ancelotti in as well. I think it was one of the first few games. And... I mean, Adrian was probably our man of the match, but they weren't. We were never really out, especially in the second half. We were never outclassed in this game, um, and that says a lot about. Well, it probably says more about Everton to be honest than than us. But um, yeah, I mean, Jones, what a. I, it's the funny thing. I don't think he had that good a game, but that goal was damn right special. And I'm sure it, I'm sure oh, that'll yes. be one of his career highlights, regardless of how uh, how far he goes in the game. Yeah, uh, and the meltdown they had afterwards. Oh, beautiful! <laughs> oh, oh God, you love to see it. You really, really do. It was just tremendous. It was tremendous fun, tremendous entertainment. You know, great comedy value, and and you know that that's what the FA could should be all about now for us. You know, 
great, a great crack. You know, we put put out the young lads. Annoying Everton. Uh, annoy other clubs by you know by kids beating them really. You know when they're expecting to beat us. I mean, uh, Harvey Elliott lifting the FA Cup will you know will be real comedy value. And um, maybe if Matt Critchley's in charge of the team that day as well, you know, really uh, wind wind them up a little bit more. But uh, like you said, after that anyway, there was a bit of a gap before. We were back in action in the Premier League. Uh, away to Spurs at their um, imaginatively titled Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. <laughs> um, this was uh, a grind, would you say? A grind? 1-0? Yeah, I mean, I think we were in control for probably 70-odd minutes, if I remember correctly. And I think they took off, yeah, 69 mins. They brought on Lamella uh, for Rose and Lacelso for Ericsson. And just before that, we brought on Lalana, if I remember correctly, had a bit of a stinker. Um, but their, their changes, I think they changed the game. And for the last 20 minutes or so, they they were very much in the ascendancy. I think um, Lacelso missed an open goal at the end. Well, Alisson probably would have saved it with the bloody four season. Um, but yeah, Lacelso missed an easy chance at the end. I think Son missed an easy chance as well um, towards the end. And I think we almost got Mourinho'd in that game because we were dominant, but I can't remember um, being cut in them open at will. Uh, I might be wrong in that, but yeah, it, was, it wasn't the most exciting game, if I remember correctly. I mean, the stats are saying that as well. <laughs> um, yeah, but, that's yeah. it. Yeah, not exciting, it, but it again, was, this whole thing, isn't it? We're just doing enough. Absolutely. And we, I know we've uh, got Jose sacked a few times, but with us against Jose, you never take, I don't think the fan base of especially Klopp and that will ever take it for granted. We know that um, Mourinho is probably our biggest spoiler um, in recent times, about 13, 40. Um, and, yeah, you never take him for granted just because he has a knack of doing it to us especially. And, as you say, it's a grind, but we've shown that we, we have every weapon in our arsenal and the grind's probably the biggest difference between, well, last year and last year, this year, and then, um, what sixteen, seventeen, and other other years? I think the gr- grinding out victories is the difference between our ultra attacking sides, and and I think this is what this was. Mm. Um, following on from that, we were at home to United, and I've got to say, at home to them, I felt quite confident, uh, quite comfortable, and throughout the game, really, other than maybe a ten minute spell. Towards the end, I, I felt entirely comfortable. Uh, it was just really a case of us missing chances that we, we really should have taken and and put a scoreline that actually reflected how this game went. Yeah, yeah, I think we missed uh, a few good chances. I think that De Gea being weak as piss um, in the air, we should have had a goal for that. Uh, Ginny had one rightly for offside, obviously, but we should have. Probably had a couple, especially with that disallowed goal. I think Salah missed a tapping. I'm sure that was his game. Um, yes, he did immediately mm. after uh, in in the second half, wasn't it? Yeah, mm, yeah. Uh, Mane missed a couple of good chances in the first yeah. half as well. You know, selfish Mane not passing. It. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's um, we really should have buried them. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, to top it off, obviously, you get that moment in injury time of Moore scoring the winner, taking his shirt off, and looking absolutely ripped. 
but um, you know the the real icing on the cake, and and I've got to say he does give Everton a, a run for the money and the comedy stakes, uh, mm. and that's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer afterwards. You know, trying to convince people that it was actually you know a closer <laughs> contest than that, and basically we're a long ball team and all this nonsense. Mm. It was um, also top of all the, league the, by all the miles. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the the tears and the hurt and the sadness in his eyes. I, I've got to say, I was lapping them up. If I, if I could, if I could have tasted them through the TV screen, I would have been licking the screen most, most definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, that bloke is—he's he's deluded. He's like—he's worse than. It's like if Moyes, Rogers, and Hodgson had a love child, it, it'd be this bloke because he does chat endless amounts of shite. Um. But in this game, I mean, this game, I think everything you said, right, and the most important thing before this game was whether if Rashford was injured or not. Because <laughs> I think it, that was the main concern because he is their best player. I mean, Pogba, whatever. But he's their best player who actually wants to be there um, by a million miles. And I think this, he, he did his back in the game before and everyone, oh, he's just low, he's just lying and all this. Unfortunately, he wasn't. And they still continue, well, they were shit with him, but they'll continue to be shit uh, without him afterwards as well but yeah um they are they're not very good like even just outside of this game they are goddamn terrible like i know they got well they beat man city but didn't go through in the league cup so win <laughs> um well done guys uh but yeah it's they're, they're just god awful um they really are god awful i'm not uh bruno's gone there and stuff now but they in the well they've already spent a so much money they're going to have to pretty much do that again um, because I mean even the players they've signed this season haven't really improved and like Wambasak is Klein at best and Harry Maguire wouldn't get on our bench <laughs> which, no. which is true <laughs> yeah anyone can spend money but not everyone can spend it well mm. so they, they've they've spent as much as City and but they've spent it very very badly Um, next Wolves away from home I was concerned about this game. Wolves, good sides, seemed always difficult against us. Um, and then you add in the narrative of the last time we played them and how that all went and how tough it was. Uh, but to come out with a 2-1 victory, I mean, that, that for me, absolutely tremendous. Yeah, I think this was our toughest game of the season, really. Um, they are, well, they should be in the Champions League. Uh, maybe they didn't do the business in January that they wanted or needed to, but whether they win the Europa League, which I see, I could see them doing, um, or get top four because Chelsea are kind of slowly imploding. Um, they, I think they they should be very much in the top four um, talk, and if it's not this season, I can see definitely next season um, <clears throat> getting in there. Uh, but this game especially. Uh, Henderson scored with his shoulder, a la Balotelli. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and it was, it was a strange game because it was very much just a Dama Traore against us. <laughs> like Jimenez is a great player and stuff like that. But their one tactic was get it to, get it to Traore and he is going to end Robertson's life. And he did, to be fair. Um, but the end product wasn't there, which we've obviously seen. We're, we're, near, we're from near Borough, and it's kind of a similar story, but we, he started to get better there, didn't he? Um, but no, this was a tough game. Probably Robertson's worst game in the Liverpool shirt, I think it's fair to say. 
or toughest game in a Liverpool shirt, if you want to be fairer. Um, but I think once Jimenez and Traore started connecting, that's when the real problems um, started, and that's how that's where they got their goal from. Um, and I think we we brought Fabinho on. I think this might have been his first game back, wasn't it? And Obi, he wasn't, he didn't look like his normal self. I think it helped cheer up the midfield a bit, and it kind of wrestled the game back in our favour. And Firmino scored quite late on again. Um, and that's become quite a, especially away from home, he's getting all these clutch goals, isn't he, Firmino? Um, and it's really good to see because I think most of this season, I don't think Firmino's been up to his levels, but in 2020, he's been bloody fantastic. Um, probably in the Club World Cup as well, um, in late in December. But I think this year, he, he has been probably a best fault well no Salah's been really good as well <laughs> uh, but he's, he's certainly he's certainly improved quite a lot I think and that that's great to see yeah it's been a it's been a funny season for Bobby I mean like you said that the, the goals away from home absolutely invaluable uh, I think on the ball he has had a really mixed mixed season you know mm. in and out you know he started off tremendous went off the boil on and off on and off throughout but the one thing he'll always give you consistent, uh, consistently is is off the ball work, and yeah. it's so important to the team and how we function. So, even though you know his on the ball stuff is not maybe not contributing as much as he'd like, and we and we could, or we've become accustomed to, uh, you know, on a consistent basis in terms of you know more than anything, I think decision making, when to carry, when to pass when to release, when to shoot, these little bits and pieces. Um, what he does off the ball, it just brings so much to the team that, um, you know, we, we'll we'll take them because that, that's the thing. I think the front three, they've all had their ups and downs. I think Mane throughout the season has has been the one who's had less off games than anybody and he's he's been he's been excellent and our go-to guy. But they, they all contribute at different times and it's... Um, it's you know just part of the strength of this amazing group of players that we've got. But um, moving on to the FA Cup, Shrewsbury um, away from home, <laughs> a much changed team. Um, we're not playing well, but we're two nil up. Do you think that's it? Then we see this through, no problem. Um, not the way we were playing on the day. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, that's the yeah, uh, that's the kicker. Did, did you really see us? Did you see us drawing the game? though? I um, mean, no, no. Let's be honest. No, I think at one 0 you could see, but obviously, I think it, uh, the comedy on goal, like straight after half time, wasn't it? You think, our oh, job done. But the way our what is a defensive triangle of well, our experienced players, pretty much all of them, maybe apart from Minamino, were. We're terrible. Um, like the centre backs, I was getting flashbacks of like fifteen, sixteen. Um, uh, it might even actually sixteen, seventeen. Um, where we just simply couldn't defend. Um, and that was, I mean, there's obviously the debate about Lovren and all that jazz, but that was Lovren like first season Lovren bad that one that was yeah that, that, was that I special, mean that. Let, let's let's be fair you know yeah, the reason yeah, yeah, why yeah yeah absolutely. let's be let's yeah. be I mean I, I, I were you on there with me I think I on think the first match yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and you know I, I did try to make that point of fairness that all of you know a lot of these senior players yeah they, just, they are going to be very rusty <laughs> 
they had just come back from from injury and I was going to give them a bit of an easier time because of that but mm. let's be fair you know what what Lovren has been judged against is slightly different to them because they've shown you know high standards and that they can mm. perform at a high level on a consistent basis Lovren has not what we've seen from Lovren over his entire Liverpool career is some good matches dotted here and there but more often than not He's a he can be a liability and he's prone mm. to making bad mistakes. And it's when he in, makes mistakes, they just get into his head and he makes more mistakes. And mm. it's even you know, when he's playing is, well, isn't it? He, he yeah, still, he still does could, the odd screw up, and that I think yes. that's the main problem with him. Well, the thing is, you just you sense it that it, it's still there in him. Whereas other players, you don't feel that there's a mistake in them. You do feel that there is a mistake in him. And uh, and sadly, that you know, this is the thing for all. I don't doubt, you know, he's an absolutely nice, you know, smashing guy, really nice guy, popular within the group. You know, his personal story of his life is inspiring. And and I wouldn't say, like, he, he's a bad player or anything. He's just, he's not at the level of the rest of this Liverpool team. And, and it's something that, you know, this is not a, a knee-jerk reaction. This is what we've seen over a long period of time. And it's, mm. and it's why that really he's further out of favour than the others and why the likelihood is he will finally go this summer because we didn't find a suitable deal for him last summer so you know it it is what it is it is what it is and I didn't want to pick him at the time I don't really want to pick on him now because what's done is done we've you know we've got three better senior centre-backs than him yeah Uh, uh, Yeah. but this this game was a reminder isn't it of of how far we've come and and how Mm. It's spoiled a, we are by our first a, choice team. It's a reminder of what Matip used to be like as well. <laughs> he yeah. was he was weak as anything in that game. But <laughs> I think I think you I think you're right on um on Lovren. Uh, he's certainly improved since Klopp's game and especially with Van Dyke Goss, who's not going to improve with the best centre back in the world. Um but yeah, I think he's probably the last one in I don't know, what do you call them, the Rogers remnants, where I think we've got rid of Menule by extension carriers. Um we even though Albi was playing well bringing Robbo in was obviously the right thing. Um who else have we had? Um, and I know it pains you to say that by the yeah, way. Yeah, I know, I know, but I don't I but, just reckon I just thought a bit of recognition there, you know, <laughs> you say that. That's a uh, big thing. No, but you think you think regardless of how well Albi was playing in 16 17, 18, um Robbo coming in and doing what he was doing, he he'd never shown mistakes and stuff like that. Whereas obviously Albi, he could have been ten out of ten, and then, well, I would, but normal people wouldn't have the faith that he'd continue that form. Uh, whereas he might go have a three out of ten the next game. Whereas with Robbo, I mean, we've literally just said he's had his worst game in a Liverpool shirt. What's that? Two and a half years in. <laughs> uh, that yeah. was that's against one of the most unique threats in football against the Dama Traore. Um. So yeah, it's just difference, and I think we've got rid of them players that have mistakes in them, haven't we? Um, and Lovren's probably the last one of that. But as as I say, when he's with when he's with Van Dyke, he's probably fine. But touch wood, if that was to if it was to happen, I would not want Lovren with either Gomez or Matip for the long term. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably the difference in it. But yeah, you're absolutely right. This game. Um, Matip, Lovren, Fabinho, they were obviously hella rusty. That was Fabinho's worst game in a Liverpool shirt as well by a million miles. Um, And Shrewsbury deserved it. I mean, they probably deserved to win in the end, let's be honest. Um, 
and <laughs> the way Klopp talks about it, he probably would have preferred that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, th- this game, what this game was just, it was a reminder of probably what we used to be, to be honest, because it was, it was god awful. I think the main takeaway for me was probably Origi, to be honest, because he he had no, he didn't have the rustiness or anything like that, and he was he, he just was very ineffective, and you think. Obviously, people talk about who we're going to buy in the summer and stuff like that. Sorry, sorry, you go off topic, but you think of Origi. I mean, is he is he right to go start somewhere? I know he's coming in cold all the time for us, but if he goes and starts somewhere and plays like that, I mean, he'll be he'll be going down. Yeah, he's, he's going he's, down the teams quite quickly. Yes, like, oh. starting a starting Origi is different to um, substitute Origi mm. uh, more often than not, unless you're playing Barcelona or Everton. You know. <laughs> yeah. Always um, <laughs> yeah, I I'm I mean, I don't know. I don't think we'd be in a rush to sell him just because no. he is that useful option for us from the yeah. bench and, and he and has he's a statue. He can yeah, he can make an impact and help us out and, and yeah, and obviously yeah, he is a Ballon d'Or nominee. Mm. Ballon d'Origi. So oh yeah, yeah, I think you're right as well. You know, Shrewsbury, if anything, deserved to win it. But now, let's see how the youngsters do in the replay under Neil Critchley, by the way, not Matt Critchley. I don't know why I have this. I keep saying Matt Critchley for some reason. Doesn't he present the one show? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how they do. Anyway, right. Um, closing out January, and we'll squeeze in that first game of February. West Ham away 2-0. Um, a regulation victory, uh, although... If you listen to um, to David Moyes, who I I I couldn't obviously I couldn't make this as a as a direct accusation, so this is alleged. But uh, alleged, um, he may well have smoked a great big long pipe of crack before he um, did his post match interview. Um, seemed to see things slightly different to the rest of the um, the world who watched that game. Hmm. Yes, yes, <laughs> very much so, very much so. I mean, yeah, I mean, David Moyes is he's a special creature, isn't he? Uh, they were. I, I know. I think Allison was in the con- contest for man of the match. He might have even got it, but he didn't have any saves to make. Like you wouldn't expect him to make. Like we're just we're just being nice to him because it's nice to see Allison actually have to do something. <laughs> um. And, it was that one save he had to make. Really, really good save. Yeah, but it's Allison. He, if it's not like going, yeah, no, if it's no, not going in top bins at a million miles an hour, he's saving it. <laughs> uh, that just shows, doesn't it? He's, when we needed him, he was there. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. You know, they they had two or three attacks, and that was it. Other than that, yeah. It was a comfortable, comfortable victory well, in think, a game of defense versus attack. I think you said at the start of the pod we've. Never, apart from the odd game, we've never really got out of second gear. And this game summed it up big time. I don't think we got out of first gear in this game. Like, as soon as we scored, it it was done. Like, as you say, I mean, Snodgrass had a couple of chances. I think Lanzini missed a sitter. Um, but you never you never got the feeling if, if they scored, we, we could have just put on, we could have just turned it up a notch and just absolutely battered them even more. I think that's the thing that we got from it. And David Moyes can say what he wants, but, I mean, he can have a couple chances, but the way we were playing pretty pedestrian for what we can play, 
and the feeling that we can turn it up, I, he, I, he just, he's just ignoring that completely, because I mean, uh, Salah scored apparently, and then he did the sort one of the sauciest passes ever, and I don't think he was. I don't think he was. <laughs> don't even think he was trying that hard throughout the game. Um, it's. I mean, Salah against West Ham is. Just, I mean, it's natural because West Ham are terrible. It. It. It's just scary. It's scary to think that that's their manager, to keep them up in the Premier League. I know he did it before, but it was very different back then. They've they've trusted David Moyes in twenty twenty to keep them up. That's. Oh well, that's good. a thought that. Good, they get all they deserve. I mean, let's not forget, you know, the guy is a winner, you know, and a 2-0 defeat <laughs> is a victory, and it, and it's a trophy in itself. So, you know, congratulations to David Moyes on 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 winning by losing 2-0 and lifting that I just only lost 2-0 trophy. So, you know, another one to add to the... the um, the uh, the the cabinet. I'm just going to say the the full cabinet. I'm just trying to think what's in there. Just the community shield. <laughs> yeah, his trophy cabinet that contains a few pictures of him and uh, him and and Alex Ferguson. So mm. anyway, pictures of Ferguson holding trophies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with his uh, Ferguson with with Moise's head cut out, celebrated yeah, over uh, Ferguson's uh, over Ferguson's face. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's God. his trophy cabinet. Anyway, anyway. Um, so the beginning of February, 4-0 win over Southampton. Um, I guess the two big talking points were the VAR on penalty calls. I'm going to say I think VAR got both the calls wrong. Mm. We should have had a penalty and we got away with one that led to our first goal. What says you? I, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you there. I think both uh, were pens, so it kind of evened itself out. But I think the context of round, around our first goal is where the concerns come in, whereas they were obviously still checking the Ings penalty and we go up and score. Would it have been disallowed? It, it should have been disallowed if it, if it did go back to be a penalty and stuff like that. Um, so maybe that's where the question, uh, the con. What's the what's the word? I'm looking, criticism. That's the word I'm looking for. Coming more so because if that was a penalty, it would have stopped us scoring our first goal. Obviously, um, but as you say, we probably we should have had a penalty because Shane Long was wrestling for me. No, um, so yeah, it probably would have been one nil. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, it was it was a very strange game against Southampton, wasn't it? Because the first half, Southampton put bloody everything into that and. I mean, Danny Ings, Shane Long were causing us hassle. For, well, hell at the back, really. Um, we were- I, I, I've got to say, I mean, yeah, they worked hard. They pressed as well. But I think we were a part of it. You know, we were very, mm, very yeah, sloppy in position. Say, yeah. In possession, not just at the back in midfield. I thought our defence in midfield in the first half, all of them, mm. they were they were god-awful. It, apart a, from Alisson, yeah. they were, they were god-awful. It's, Every the slop- one of them. it's the sloppiest I've seen by an album ever. Like, yeah, we were talking and, about it on rate don't hit. If he get if he misplaces more than two passes, he will implode. His passing accuracy was like seventy percent. <laughs> that yeah, just doesn't. That is. just does not happen for Ginny Wijnaldum. No, and and it's it's just a turnaround. I mean, if it was a take a, a hot take of the game, I'd say shit first half, great second half. It, yeah. it was simple as that. You know that yeah, old yeah, cliche, absolutely. a game of two halves. That really was our performance, and mm. and four nil. Flattered us and was harsh on Southampton on the yeah, on the really balance was. of the game. I've got to say, you know, really the, was. yeah, they were they were they were a tough opponent. Um, mm. But 
It's one of our I toughest guess. games of the season, and we won four 0 Yeah, <laughs> it just uh, but, as a... yeah, and we we've seen the magic of more. So, um, like some things up for January. Then, who was your player of the month? Right. Um, I'll name a few, but I've got what I've got one very much in mind. So I'll go for the ones I want to mention. Um, Jordan Henderson. Uh, he's continued his excellent form. I think we didn't quite give him it in December because there was a couple of us that were just spectacular for that no. month. And then went I, I, I think just, I think rightly so because I, I'd say he was our second best player in December, and Joe Gomez was our best player in December. I think I gave it to Nambi Kerr, but yeah, he was top Did three you? for me. Oh. Um, it, it, but in this month, he's continued his great form. Uh, I know it was February, but him going back to the eight and still well at least very much so for a half performing um, against Southampton. Um, that was great, but I know that's February, so we can't really take that into account. Um, so, yeah, Henderson was great. The two centre-backs were spectacular. Um, Van Dyke is perfection. Um, Joe Gomez has just continued being Joe Gomez. Um, when he's fit and in rhythm, he is the second-best centre-back in the league. Um the two forwards who have played all month that I think they've got they're finally back to their best after pretty much Mane carrying either one or both of them for various parts of the season. So Bob Bobby and Salah, they've been brilliant this this month. But in terms of player of the month, I'm gonna go Allison. He has been absolutely perfect. Like even the basic stuff. Like against Southampton, again it's February, that Gineppo shot made a shot that I would jump out the way out at five aside. The bloke saved it with one hand and started an attack straight afterwards. It's just stuff like that that separates him from every other keeper in the league, if not the world. And I mean he got an assist in the bloody month. You gotta you gotta give him that. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm gonna totally agree. And I know that it's not a this this whole thing arguing over Henderson and player of the year and all mm. this nonsense. I, I said, I, for me, there was the top three players in December were, for me, it was Joe Gomez, number one, Henderson, two, Alisson, three. And and it switched around in January for me. Alisson, number one, Henderson, number two, and, and Joe Gomez, number three. Mm. You know, the three of them have been consistently brilliant for over two months. Um I think Gomez um, edged it, edged out Henderson in December, and I think Allison edges out Henderson in January. And that's that, that's you know for me is testament to all three players just how consistently good they've been over such a testing period for this team and this club. You know, over December, January, lots, so many fixtures, so much coming in, so many different questions being asked, and those three have been right at the forefront. And but not just them, like you say, you know. Van Dijk uh, has been so, so good as well. Um, Jeannie Van Alden at times has had some excellent games. We've got Mo Salah now really stepping back up to things. You know, we've, we've got so many good players, but um, yeah, I think, I think throughout January, Alisson is just flawless. I, I can think of no better word than flawless. Oh, wow. What, what a, what a signing. And look at look at the Chelsea situation. They spent more on Ke- Kepper, and he's he's been dropped. Vili <laughs> so, Caballero, yeah, yeah, he just just the bald old guy. Yeah, absolutely. It just shows you can you can spend as much money as you as you want, but 
if you're not buying the best, it doesn't matter how much you spend, is it? Well, again, this is the thing, you know, everyone can spend money, but not everyone can spend it well. And we are very good at spending money uh, in the last uh, few years, it seems. So what about goal of the month for January? Obviously, we can't include anything from uh, the Southampton game because that is uh, February. Mm. But for January, and I will say all competitions count. Yes. So, Which makes I, it I, a lot easier. <laughs> I was going to say it makes it pretty obvious, really. Like, yeah. I mean, there has been some good goals in there. Yeah, but it's Curtis Jones against Everton. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. It, 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 look, yeah, we can, we can dress it up however we want. That is the goal of the month for January. That was tremendous. And, um, yeah, a, a, a play with a big future, you think, Guy? I, I certainly hope so. It, I think it just depends where he develops, really. I could see him playing in midfield for us, because in the games he's played, I think he's doing the defensive side. But as a forward, I don't think he can offer what our front three are. I know they're ageing and he's only 19, but I don't... I, if Klopp's here for a good few years more, I don't think he suits Klopp's forward line, if you get what I mean. So there's a midfield, definitely, but I don't think so as a forward. Yeah, I, I think he might get some time in that front three just as a... You know, I think he will tonight. Experience yeah. on the pitch yeah, and a yeah. bit more freedom to do them attacking things as he develops the other side of the game and learns it. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting and exciting to see how he goes. So, next up then, Academy. How have the youngsters been uh, getting on whilst I uh, mute and go into a bit of a coughing fit? Beautiful. <laughs> uh, let me just check if it's got the right year because LFC website is no good. Um, right. <clears throat> we lost Man to Man City. Um, uh, this is the under-23s, I should say. Then we lost to the uh, Athletic or Bilbao. Um what competition was that? The International Cup. Uh, then we beat Southampton 5-0. Uh, lost 3-0 to Wigan. And drew 2 all with Wolves. Um, I, as every Disclaimer, every show, not watch many of this, but uh, we've obviously lost a, a good few players um, to the under-23s, like Herbie Kane uh, went out on loan to Hull, Brewster, uh, Swansea. And then we've had um, Williams... Uh, Elliot and Jones with us for most of the most of the month, haven't we? So I think it's uh, it's again it's a transition period, but probably a season for the under twenty threes. So it explains the um, inconsistent results. Um, on to the uh, under eighteens. Um, beat Blackburn three 0 Beat Stoke City two one and beat Sunderland four 0 So looks like we've got a good crop coming up um, behind the under twenty three. <laughs> probably probably see most of them, probably see most of them are nice. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll, I'll go straight on the fantasy because I just spotted that we're forty five minutes in and we still have a lot to talk about. <laughs> um, so contributors, it is Ole Hansen, uh, who is top still. I believe he was top um, for the rest of it. And the Public League, oh God, need me glasses on, even though I don't wear glasses. Uh, LFC Forever is top. Uh, top, Alf Rune, oh God, Ellingson. Ellingson? God, I am bad with names. Uh, but yeah, well done to you two. Uh, hopefully you don't bottle it like last year, as we say every show. Um, but yeah, keep up the good work, people. But in terms of our players, uh, obviously Mane is now injured so we can't use him but Salah is back of the overall top scorers list which shows his form's improved 
Uh, and Trent is fifth uh, for for a defender. That's very good. And I have both of them, which is fantastic. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's Academy and Fantasy, Andy, just to rush through that for you, because we have a lot yeah. to talk about still. <laughs> we still we, yeah, we definitely do. And, um, and the less I have to talk about Fantasy, the better, because I am Absolutely. way, way down there. I'm, I'm down in David Moyes territory. So um, before we get to our um, our prediction league, uh, daft little game for us, a bit of fun, and I'm going to ask you guys true or false questions. So easy one to start with. True or false, Liverpool are currently 22 points clear at the top of the Premier League. Let me just get a calculator. <laughs> uh, we are, that is true, I should say. So uh, that would true or false. That currently means that Liverpool are six wins away from being uh, crowned the Premier League champions. Ooh, is it six? Screw it. I'll say true. True. True again. Yes. Is this the best start ever in history to a Premier League season? Not only to a Premier League season, but to any top league just to stuff it down the throats of some um, rival fans. Some old people. Yeah, true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Alison, best goalkeeper in the Premier League, true or false? Very, very true. Very true. Aaron Wan-Bissaka is better than Trent Alexander-Arnold, true or false? Oh, now this is a toughie. (laughs) I've got to go with false. (laughs) <laughs> you're correct um, Marcus Rashford would get into the Liverpool starting 11 true or false oh if you said squad I'd be, it'd be tougher but no you, you wouldn't have false <laughs> Harry Maguire would get into that Liverpool starting team true or false I answered this earlier you wouldn't get on our bench <laughs> so false uh, <laughs> Liverpool have not conceded a goal in the Premier League since there was lots of chocolate in your advent calendar. When was the Wolves game? (laughs) When was the Wolves game? That's false, because we conceded against Wolves and I ate all my advent calendar. (laughs) I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Uh, Anyway, just nice bit of fun. Nice bit of fun. Oh, sorry. One last uh, true or false question. True or false, John Pickford has the shortest arms of a goalkeeper <laughs> in the Premier League. Uh, true. Might be, we need to measure him and Kepa next to each other, but it's definitely, it's true. It's true at this minute. We need science. We need science. Yes. <laughs> All right. So on with our predictions league. And um, it's it's tired, the top guy. It's been a tight season all, all year. We've been neck and neck. It's been pretty good. Because we keep picking random games where we draw and just won't. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, superstition always, obviously comes into it for me. But anyway, so January, uh, we started the month with you on 23 and me on 24. Um, Sheffield United, uh, you predicted 2-0. I went for 1-0. It was 2-0, so you got three points Boom. and I got one. Um, Spurs, you predicted 3-1. I went for a 1-1 draw. It finished 1-0, so you got one point and I got zero. So you were moving ahead at that stage. Then the Man United game, you went for 2-1. I went for 2-0. It finished 2-0, of course. So you got one point. I got three. 
then the Wolves game, we both went for a 2-2 draw and it finished 2-1. So we both got zero for that. And then the final one of January was West Ham. You went for 3-0. I went for 2-1. It finished 2-0. So we got a point apiece. So I don't know if you've been doing your maths in the background, but that means... We are at the end of January, both on 29 points. So Ooh. unlike the Premier League, where Liverpool are 22 points clear and absolutely coast into it, uh, we are neck and neck. This is the most competitive league uh, in Europe. Mm. So February, we did this on the Discord chat. We put our our um, predictions out there public so there could be no cheating or anything like that going on. Uh, you went for a 3-1. I went for 2-1. Of course, it was 4-0. So we both got one point. So that starts off February. So let's get February going then. Predictions. After this very, very popular and in no way controversial winter break, we return to play Norwich away from home. So what are you going to go with for that one, Guy? 3-0. Mm, Two was obviously. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say 2-0 because of the no Norwich concede goals. After an extended break, we're not always at our best. So I'll go just for 2-0. Following that, there is West Ham United at home on the 24th. So this is like nine days afterwards. Mm. Um, And obviously, I mean, the last game, you know, we were very lucky to get out of there with a win against West Ham. You know, obviously they were brilliant. They played us off the park. (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't know how we won two nil, but um, how do you, how do you fancy it against the the might of David Moyes at home in Anfield? I mean, it is a, it, he's a scary customer. Um, it's worry when you come up against such a class. Manager. Yeah, trophy, yeah, trophy laden yeah. manager. Yeah. So I'm going to go for a conservative five nil. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm going to go for three nil. I think we might take our foot off the gas a little bit because we we have to. Um, Bear in mind is that there's the Atletico Madrid games yeah. in that period as well. So, finishing the month off, 29th of Feb, leap year, uh, we are away at Watford. Now, this was a tough one at home, and mm. obviously uh, Nigel Pearson's come in, you know, bare-knuckle fighting wolves and everything like that. That's actual the wolves, the animal, <laughs> not wolves, the football club. Mm. Um, he's made them a very different prospect. So what do you think to this game at the end of the month? Um, I think it'll be tough again. Um, I think they've missed Sar since he's got injured, but he, I, I'm not sure when he's back. But if he's back, it'll be tougher than... If not, um, I think we'll still win, so I'll go 3-1, but it'll be tougher than the scoreline um, shows. Okay. I'm going to be controversial here and say, you know what? I think we might drop a couple of points. Oh. I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. I don't know why. I've just got that weird feeling. Um, you know, I, I don't think we're going to, going to drop many points at all throughout the rest of the season, but I've got a funny feeling um, that we're going to do it here anyway. So, yeah, I'll go for 1-1. And also, obviously, it gives me a chance to, um, you know, claw something back in the league. Yeah, so that's it for another month, Guy. Um, incredible, <laughs> incredible times, of, as we've already discussed, you know. Um, I, I guess the, the question coming up soon will be just when do we win it? I mean, I've got to be honest, I don't think we're going to win it in February. I won't quite go that far. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we, 
We are not far away. I mean, if we were to win all our games and City win all theirs, obviously it's March the 21st is is that magical day. Um, I've said I do think we'll drop a couple of points against Watford, but I think City have got the games that they've got coming up. I could see them dropping a couple more points anyway. So, uh, you know, I, I still think it's going to be in March, but um, you, you think we come, when we reconvene in a month's time, we we really then could be on the on the cusp of it, you know. That it's it it still seems a little bit surreal. Well, Man City do have West Ham next, so you know, could be done in February. <laughs> David Moyes masterclass, but no, I think yeah, absolutely. I think I think it'll definitely be done in March. I think it's Crystal Palace the game that's been earmarked at the min. But as you say, with um, the way Man City are playing, they've obviously got Real Madrid in the Champions League, which they'll have to take very seriously, even though Real Madrid aren't um, what they used to be. Um, but they'll have they'll have to win that because if they don't, I mean, who gives a toss about the FA Cup and League Cup? Let's be honest. Um, they, their season will be done if they don't beat Real Madrid. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, we I think we could see it even earlier. So I mean the month after we could talk about winning the league at Goodison <laughs> oh just to add to the comedy value of this incredible season yes we they've given us some marvellous comedy moments I think that would probably top it you know top everything that um, Evertonians just uh, I don't know quite what would happen would they explode yeah, um, yes. or the self combust. Yes, you know the sight of this happening. I mean, it, <laughs> could could Goodison just kind of sink into the ground or something like that? I mean, it <laughs> might. It, it's who knows. It's you know just unparalleled comedy could be um, you know on the horizon. Oh, the, these are these are heady heady times. So uh, anyway, guys, uh, guy, it's um, it's time that we have to say our goodbyes and and head off. Another month in the bag. Um, but until then, until we come back, we've got to say thank you to each and every one of you for tuning in and listening. As as always, as always, check out AITs. Um, do check out <coughs> do check out the, the VPNs as I, as I almost uh, cough my, my lungs up. Do check out Liberty Shield, our, our partner. And myself and Guy will be back again next month here on the Res Review on uh, Anfield Index. But until then, from us, it's bye-bye now. Network.